Welcome to Season 2 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter good place podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And we're talking about Season 2, Episode 3 of The Good Place. So in today's episode, we get to see the resolution from where we left off, which was that the humans had figured out that they were in the bad place because they had caught a demon Um, a couple of the demons talking about it and had seen a lava monster. And so they had gone to confront Michael, but to their surprise, he immediately confessed everything and said, now I want to team up with you. Circumstances have changed. And so they have to decide if they can trust him and if they are going to work together with him. And Eleanor, being somebody who has lied a lot herself, does not trust him. She's very, very suspicious. But Chidi, Tahani, and Jason, well, Jason doesn't really know what's going on, but Chidi and Tahani both want to improve themselves. And we find, Tahani finds out how she died, which was very selfishly. But Eleanor does not trust Michael at all. In fact, she hides a mop onto the, under the bed sheets to make it look like she's sleeping. And then she asked for Janet to call a train full of cocaine to go to Mindy St. Clair's. So Eleanor is going to handle this problem the way that she handled a lot of problems on Earth. She's going to run away from it and not take responsibility. But Chidi catches her in the act, and he doesn't even really say much other than just... You know, don't you want to become a better person? And Eleanor is like, this isn't going to make us become better people. He's tricking us. This is a trick. You should come with me. But Chidi won't leave the other humans. He he really gets into Eleanor's head and she realizes something that Chidi has done over and over again. And then Eleanor goes to Michael and asks him how many times... Eleanor had asked Chidi for help, and Chidi didn't help her. And Michael said none. Chidi always, always helped Eleanor. And this is not because he had some sense of responsibility to her as an individual, but because he really believes in helping people. That's how he lived his life. It's it's just part of who he is. And Eleanor is inspired by that. She's inspired so much that she goes against her instincts to not trust Michael at all and to run away from the situation and instead decides to stay. But they tell Michael that they will only work with him on a few conditions. You're on the human team now, Michael, which means you are a human. You're going to take Chidi's lessons to become a better person. So think about that. They kind of believe in Chidi's philosophy so much that they're going to have a literal demon trying to become a better person. He's not even a person, but they're going to have him trying to improve himself when his very nature is against human ethics, right? His job, as he says, is an exterminator. His job is to squish the humans who he sees as cockroaches. And so he is really being trained to see them in a completely different way through this human's ethics lens. And he's laughing about it. He's like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And so we can kind of see where the rest of this season is being set up to really kind of show whether or not those lessons work. And that brings us to, when should you give up on a plan? Michael tried this over 800 times. And I think... If it's really not going that well after the 800th time, then maybe you should start thinking of something else. 
So this is a tough one for me because I really do think there's value in not giving up, right? In not getting frustrated and sticking with something and trying over and over again until you get it right because we all make mistakes. And if we give up as soon as something gets hard, we're not ever going to reach our full potential. We're not going to learn how to do new things. So it is really important to have some stick to right? To be able to, it's tenacity to stay with something and keep doing it. But can you overdo that? Can you be too tenacious? What do you think, Ayla? I think that you can. Honestly, that plan was not working very well at all. And I think Michael should have given up a little sooner. So stepping outside of the show for a minute, how do we decide when to give up on something? How do we decide when to change our plan or when to just drop a plan altogether? What do you think? I think when you just don't feel it anymore, maybe you could take advice from a friend. Maybe you could just do it anyway. But I think that if you don't want to do it, you should stop. So I understand what you're saying, but aren't there sometimes when we just don't ever want to do the thing? Like there's something that we really need to do, but we're never really excited about it. Does that mean we should just give up from the beginning? Like I said, you can ask a friend for help if you need to. Okay, so I think that it's interesting that you're bringing up other people because like in this example from The Good Place, Michael was definitely impacting more than just himself, right? His plan involved all these other demons who had been pulled out of their regular jobs. They were all confused and miserable. And sometimes he was yelling at them and telling them that they weren't doing a good enough job. So they were in this really kind of messed up situation. And so his plan wasn't just impacting him. It was impacting lots and lots of other individuals. And so I think that that's part of what we should consider when we're deciding if we should stick with our plan or not. It's the impact that it has, and not just the impact on us, but the impact that it has on other people. Ayla, can you think of a time when you gave up on a plan? Well, there aren't many times when I give up on things, but I remember a class that I took, and I gave it a try, but it just wasn't the class for me. Was it just that it was hard? What made it not the class for you? Uh, It wasn't quite my style, and I just... I just wasn't really learning anything, and it just wasn't the right fit for me. I think that's a good example because I think that it's important to remember why you're doing something to begin with because sometimes for me, I can become so focused on reaching a goal that I forget why I set that goal to begin with. And then if I'm not reflecting on whether I'm still getting that out of it, I can end up sticking with something for a long time and wasting a lot of time on it without stepping back and asking myself, is this really still working for me? So I do think that part of giving up on a plan is remembering why you made the plan to begin Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what we learn about Tahani in this episode. Through season one, she was probably the character that we got to see the least of because we often saw Jason, Chidi, and Eleanor working together because they all knew the truth about Eleanor and Jason. And Chidi was working with them to help them. But in this episode, we get to see a lot more of Tahani. And Tahani still thought that she belonged in the real good place until she went to Michael, and Michael showed her the real way that she died. And how was that? How did Tahani die? We start by seeing Tahani sneaking into her sister's party dressed as a caterer, and she confronts her sister, and her sister said that 
she didn't really think about her and she didn't really care about her. And so she tried to tip over a statue of her sister and it fell on her. And what that made Tahani realize is that all of the good things she did, she raised billions of dollars, she was famous, she was always brushing shoulders with famous people, but it was all to try to impress her family or to make herself feel like she was better than her sister. None of it was actually concerned about the people she was raising money for or the things that she was pretending to do. She didn't actually care about those things. And when Michael showed her the way that she died, that all came flooding at her and she realized that she wasn't the person that she, as she says it, pretended to be. And something I've wondered is what would Michael's reaction be if he knew that he kind of made somebody a better person? Like, one, the first step to getting better is knowing what you did wrong. That actually fits really well with what I want to talk about next because that quote where Tahani says, I want to become the person I pretended to be, really stuck with me because it's really close to one of my favorite quotes, which is from an author named Kurt Vonnegut in a novel called Mother Night. There's a line that says, we are what we pretend to be, so we must be careful what we pretend to be. What do you think about that quote, Ayla? Sometimes, but I don't always agree with him. What What if you're in a play? That's a good point. There are times when we literally pretend to be somebody else, like if we're putting on a play or we're acting in some part, some kind of role. But do you ever feel like you're putting on a role in real life? Do you ever feel like you're acting and trying to pretend to be someone you're not when you're in a real-life situation? Honestly, I don't. I, I'm usually pretty honest with people. I think it's really interesting that you're connecting that with honesty, and that makes sense to me, but I definitely do connect the idea of pretending to be someone for a specific role. In particular, I think about kind of when I've had to be in professional settings, when I didn't feel very professional, when I didn't feel good enough, when I thought the people around me were all smarter and better equipped and just better than me in many ways that I had to kind of pretend to be more confident than I was in order to pull off whatever I was doing. Maybe I was giving a speech or I had to talk to a bunch of people who I considered as more impressive than me. And so sometimes I would kind of put on a role that I was playing in order to handle that situation. So I really don't like being in that situation. So I try to avoid being in it as much as I can. That's interesting, and I think when I was younger, I kind of did the same thing. I tried to avoid being in that situation, but I think as I realized that my goals, especially my professional goals, like my work goals, were going to take me into that situation, I had to learn a way to deal with it, and a lot of that was kind of pretending to be more confident than I really was. In fact, when I studied rhetoric in graduate school, I learned a word for it. It's sprezzatura, which is this word of just kind of sort of the fake it till you make it, right? You act like nothing bothers you. You walk in and act like you belong there. And I think that in some ways that's kind of been an armor to put on, to pretend like you feel okay, even if inside you're really nervous and inside you're really stressed out, to make it look like you're confident and look like you feel like you belong there. And I'm sure that that's a tip that I'll learn when I get older. 
But I guess this episode is making me think, is it true? Do we become who we pretend to be? Because it doesn't seem like Tahani did, right? She was pretending to be somebody who really cared, pretending to be somebody who was really charitable and gave her time and attention. But in truth, she was pretty selfish all the time. So is she evidence that maybe this plan doesn't work? Sometimes you can, but... I personally just don't like pretending to be somebody that I'm not. It's not my style. I, I'm i not really a fake-it-till-you-make-it person. But I think that for some people, it can really help them become more confident. So maybe it's a difference here between pretending to be someone you aren't and practicing to be the person that you want to be. So maybe there's a difference between pretending and practicing. If you really are trying to become that person, it's not so much pretending as it is just trying out the role for a while, getting better at it, kind of getting into the groove of it. And I do think that that's important if you want to become that kind of person, that you really do put those habits into practice. And this brings us to our question of the day. When Chidi catches Eleanor sneaking out, where she's going to just give up on all of them because they're not listening to her and she doesn't trust Michael, he tells her that Kant, the philosopher that he follows a lot, says, it is our duty to improve ourselves. And that's part of what he uses to convince her to change her mind and stay. So our question of the day is, is he right? Is it our duty to improve ourselves? Think about it, talk about it, write about it, and then come back. Welcome back. And what do you think? Is it our duties to improve ourselves? Well, I think that, yeah, it kind of is. Because if you don't think that you're a good enough person, then you should work on it to try to be a better person. Why? Why can't you just be a bad person? You can if you want to be. But, I mean, I don't think that's the right way to go because... Being a bad person is very harmful to other people. And think about it. Would you like it if somebody was mean to you? So you think that our responsibility to improve ourselves is like an extension of our responsibility to other people. Because us being worse versions of ourselves hurts other people, we have a responsibility to improve ourselves in order to help those people. Is that sort of what you're saying? Yeah, but if you do need help to improve yourself, then get help from a friend. And this reminds me of a book about similarities between humans and dogs. And humans and dogs are partly similar because they're both pack animals. They need each other to, for help and survival. Yeah, I really like the way that you're connecting that, our sense of social responsibility to this idea of improving ourselves because it it makes our whole pack better, right? It kind of makes our whole society work better. What about, do you have a duty to improve yourself just for yourself? What if you were all alone on a deserted island and you never knew if you were going to see another person again? Would you still have a responsibility to become a better person? I think you do. Because 
Well, you may think that if you're not going to be around other people, then it doesn't really matter. But it does. Because, one, you never know when you're going to see another person again. And also, it's not just about people. It's about animals and environment. That's really smart. So you're basically making the argument that we're never just involved with ourselves, right? That even if there aren't any other people around us, our actions still impact the world around us. They still impact impact the environment. And every choice that we make has a ripple effect on other living creatures and other environments around us. And so we do sort of have a responsibility and duty to those. And as we look ahead to next week, we will see if Michael can prove himself because apparently he's going to take lessons with with the, uh, the other humans. So come back and join us next week when we'll be talking about episode four and we'll start to figure out if those lessons are going to work or not. Thank you so much for joining us. And we want to remind you that if you are enjoying trying our best, we would love to see you in our Facebook page or get a message from you about what you like about the show. You can also visit us on our Patreon page if you would like to support our show as we continue to make new episodes. Thank you. Thank you.